You have a right to have a guiding set of principles for how you will allow people to treat you. And you have a right to be prepared to respond to people who don't honor those limits. Hey there, this is Patrice from patricewashington.com where we chase purpose, not money. If you are new to redefining wealth, a big welcome to you. Here's what you need to know, that this community believes wholeheartedly that wealth is not just about money and material possessions. We truly believe that wealth at the core, at the foundation is about well-being. So we discuss topics based on our six pillars of wealth. If you want to go back in your podcast player and check out those foundational episodes, it'll teach you about all the areas that we believe are truly connected to wealth and our ability to not just make money, but actually sustain it. And hopefully build a legacy that we can truly leave to the next generation. And for my OG listeners, my purpose chasers, welcome back to you. And big announcement, drum roll, please. We are on Spotify and Google Play. Yes. So if you are a subscriber of Spotify or have an Android, you don't have to bend over backwards anymore. You can go and subscribe to the podcast on those platforms. I know it took forever. Just say hallelujah with me and go and subscribe and download from there if it makes it easier for you. And also, if you like to continue to share with other people, letting them know that we are available on more platforms really, really helps. So I just had to make sure that I shared that with you. Now, we've been talking for the last few weeks about bullying and abuse because this month really shined a light on bullying awareness or bullying prevention. And one of the ways that I've learned to combat bullying in my own life is with boundaries. But first, I must say that I am still hearing from so many of you who have breakthroughs from Dr. Shannon Thomas's episode, Money is a Weapon. It was all about financial abuse. If you did not hear that episode, you must go back and listen. I really, really have to stress that I am so thankful to those of you who shared your personal stories with me, to the Purpose Chasers who are in my Patreon community for sharing your heart. That is a very sacred space for us where people just feel safe sharing And so many people shared their experiences with financial abuse. I really think that is a healing episode. It brings up a lot, but it also has the ability to heal because once you know that you're not alone, you're not the first, you're not the last, this is a real thing and you're not crazy for doubting some of the behavior that you've experienced. Like it made me so happy not to know that you've been hurt in that way, but to know that you now know what to call it. Because once you can recognize something, then you have the power to recondition it. And even for those of you who were bold enough to say, Patrice, I am the abuser. I realized from listening to that episode that I am the one who has been causing this type of stress or chaos in my family, and I'm ready to do something different. Kudos to you as well. That's why I love this community. I really, really do. So I don't know if you would call this kind of part three to the series. We also talked to Dr. Mildred Payton about not just school bullying, but also workplace bullying. And I just thought it was really necessary to end this whole little season, if you will, with talking about boundaries, because the truth of the matter is boundaries are not optional. They're necessities. We tend to think of them as something nice to have as opposed to understanding that 
they are necessities. And for some reason in the past, when I've brought up the idea of setting boundaries, the pushback I've received from clients in the past in particular is that people feel kind of bad for some reason when they think of the idea of boundaries. I guess it feels like dividing themselves, putting that dividing line in the sand, or it creates some type of division. You're like, well, I don't want people to think that I think that I'm better than them or that I'm too extra. I'm saying that with air quotes. I'm too extra and I'm requiring all kinds of things. You might feel like it's a cutoff point. For some reason, I hear people associate boundaries at times with things that are just not good. And I wanted to use this episode, especially coming off of what we talked about the last few weeks, because it was kind of heavy. And I know it brought up a lot for many of you. And I wanted to simplify it for you today, though. And if I may give you permission to give yourself permission to set boundaries, because these are not nice to haves, they are necessities. And I think if you understood a definition that wasn't so much about division and cutting people off as much as it was just personal boundaries and what that really means, that it might help. And I want to offer you some things to reflect on, again, especially coming off such heavy episodes. So personal boundaries are guidelines, rules, or limits that you create to identify reasonable, safe, and permissible ways for other people to behave towards you and how you will respond when someone passes those limits. Now, that's not all about cutting folks off and it's not all about division and untying friendships or burning bridges or all these things, but you have a right to have a guiding set of principles for how you will allow people to treat you. And if they're reasonable and they're safe, and it's just what you find to be permissible for you, you have a right to that. And you have a right to be prepared to respond to people who don't honor those limits or those guiding principles that you've set for yourself. You have a right to that. And it's so sad, I believe, when we don't understand that we have a right to require people to treat us how we want to be treated. Like who said that there was something wrong with that? When did that lie start? When did we start believing that we literally had to put up? And I imagine for many of us, this happens in childhood, but we have to put up with bad behavior. Or even if it's not necessarily the worst behavior, it's just not behavior that makes us feel good. It's just not how I wanna be treated. I don't even think that it always requires an explanation or a justification. Like, I don't like to be tickled. I don't, <laughs> And I know this is a random example, but it's a relevant example, nevertheless, because I don't like to be tickled. So a boundary for me is like, don't tickle me. And it doesn't matter to me that my husband thinks tickling is fun. So when we first started dating, he used to try to tickle me and I would be so irritated and I would say, stop. And he's like, but it's funny. It feels good. It has never felt good for me. I don't like tickling. Why would I have to put up with being tickled if it never felt good for me? Because you think it's fun. You're not in my body. You're not in my skin. You don't feel how annoying and irritating that is for me on the inside. And whether it's tickling or any other number of things, both personally and professionally, you have a right to say, no, I get that you think that works for everyone else or that you may personally enjoy that or it may not be a big deal to you. But for me, it is. And I have a right to that. So I want to go through four things I want you to consider as you look to create boundaries because they are necessary for each and every one of us. 
I want you to think about first and foremost, what boundaries have you neglected to set within your personal relationships? So that can be any number of things. That could be allowing people to take things from you without asking. I hear of this a lot and it usually happens from my experience or from listening to clients in particular with siblings. If you have siblings or close relatives that you're in the home with and people just get comfortable taking things without asking and then you come home and you have to look all around and you're like, where's my jacket? Where's my charger? Where's my this? Where's my that? And then when you bring it up, people shrug it off like it's no big deal. But then it becomes an ongoing thing. And every time it happens, it irks you. But you chop it up to, well, that's who so-and-so is. Are there people in your personal life who borrow things without returning it? Are there people in your personal life who you've allowed to show up unannounced? And no matter what you had planned for the day or make requests of you, immediate requests, Like, hey, I need you to take me here and there. And then you literally drop what's on your to-do list or what you had planned for the day. And you end up off on a tangent doing things for other people. And by the time you get to the end of the day, you don't even believe in what they just did. You feel like it was foolish and a waste of time. But it also just drains your energy. And now you don't have the capacity to do the things that really matter to you. Are you tolerating people being rude and disrespectful? People who raise their voice or just say extremely inappropriate things? I know as a woman, one of the personal boundaries I had to set with people were around people badgering me about when I would have another child. First is when are you going to have kids? And then it becomes when are you going to have another child? Why haven't you had more? Oh, you value your work more than you value family. It's like mind your own womb. You have no idea what has happened in my personal life. You have no idea about my health history. You have no idea about what I may have tried in order to have children. And I've shared openly in the past that my husband and I have experienced secondary infertility, which is a very real thing. And it's amazing to me how many people just say random things and unnecessary things. And I've had to check people before and create some boundaries around that. Literally not acknowledging a full-blown question or conversation. Mm-mm. In Belize, there's a saying, bringa, which means if you didn't invite people into a conversation, you really don't have to engage. Like if I didn't invite you into a conversation regarding my womb, then I'm not going to engage when you spark it up because you feel like you have the right to spark it up today. Not so. How many times have you experienced these different things? And whether it's like a little thing, it's not a big deal, or it doesn't matter. If it doesn't feel good and it doesn't make you feel good, it is a big deal. Who taught us that we had to shrug off things that don't work for us? Why do I have to accept that's just who you are, but you don't have to accept that I am who I am and I don't like to be treated this way? I remember a long time ago, this is probably 15 years ago now, I heard a pastor say, people should treat you how you want to be treated, not how they feel like treating you. So if I have articulated how I would like to be treated, that you need to ask before you borrow my things. If I have articulated that should you borrow something, I expect it back by a certain time or within a reasonable amount of time, whether that's money or clothes or shoes or whatever. If I have articulated that I have a very tight schedule, even though I work from home, I am working just because I'm home. That doesn't mean I'm sitting around twiddling my thumbs that you need to make an appointment or call in advance and see if it's okay to come over because I'm not going to just drop everything and stop working if someone was unexpected, unannounced, and I'm in the midst of something. If I have communicated with friends and family that I don't like to be spoken to in a certain manner, That is what it is. That is what it is. 
I remember years ago, my older brother and I got into a big to-do. And it was because my daughter, she was a baby at the time, had gone to my niece's birthday party. And the whole arrangement was they would drop my daughter off at a certain time. But apparently by the time that was supposed to happen, everyone's phones had died. We hadn't heard from anyone. And it was like two hours after the designated time and I hadn't heard from anyone. So of course, as a mom, I'm freaking out. I'm worrying. Oh my gosh, what if something happened to them? And by the time I got on the phone with my brother, not only was he not at my house, he was not at his house and he was not where the party was. He was all the way in the opposite direction of town, like on the other side of town. And he's like, well, I brought her with me because of X, Y, and Z. And I don't understand why you're upset. What? You took my child somewhere. What do you mean? You don't understand why I'm upset. And then he says in a loud voice, because that's how he rolls. He says, I mean, that's my niece as if that was going to Trump. That's my daughter. (laughs) And I'm telling you, we had a blowout. We did. And needless to say, it's never happened again. But it came down to once I've articulated that this is my expectation, if you take my child somewhere, you need to keep a phone charged. Everybody in your family or your car needs to keep a phone charged because I expect to have complete open communication about the whereabouts of my child, as I would do when anyone else's children are in my custody or in my protection. Like that's just what I expect. And so if I haven't made it clear, then okay. Usually we have to get clear after something has happened. Unfortunately, that's usually when we learn that a boundary is necessary, but you have a right. And so I'm really challenging you to look at areas in your life where you've neglected to set the personal boundaries and where you can go back. And we'll talk about that in a sec, but where you can go back and clean that up. And then also professionally, that's number two. What boundaries have you neglected to set within your professional relationships? Are people giving you last minute assignments constantly or coworkers continuously taking credit for work that you have done or contributed to? Are you allowing clients? This is for my entrepreneurs, especially. Are you allowing clients to call you at all hours of the night? all during the weekend. Even when I owned a real estate and mortgage brokerage many years ago, I started at 21 years old. And when I owned that company, about a year in, I went to a conference that taught me about expressing when I would return phone calls on my voicemail message. And that worked really well because I was so young and most of my clients were older than me. They knew I wasn't married. I didn't have children. They assumed that I would be on call 24-7 anytime they had a thought in their mind. And then I would even have people say, well, you don't have kids. Wow. Only people who have kids have lives? (laughs) I still would like to have a personal life, ma'am. And I had to teach my clients how to treat me. And once I expressed it, And people would still call over and over and over again. Like, you know, people who you may say I return phone calls from 12 to 1 in the afternoon and they are determined to make you answer. So they're going to call 17 times back to back. Oh, I would fire clients like that. Once I've set the boundary and you just refuse to believe that this relates to you or that you have to abide by or honor this, I would fire clients. First, I would try to pass them off to like a junior person in my office. But people like that, it usually didn't work and they would insist on speaking to me or only dealing with me. And so in that case, it's a no because I'd rather have my peace 
than put up with someone who will not respect my professional boundaries for a paycheck. I'm not going to do it. In one of the last episodes, we talked about abusive employers, mentally or verbally abusive. How long will you accept that? For me, having a mentally and verbally abusive employer led to me having high blood pressure at like 28 27, 28 years old. I had to finally say, no, enough is enough. I'm not going to allow you to speak to me like this. And when I did speak up for myself, it ended up in more abuse. So I just eventually left. Not eventually, didn't take me long. Another form of neglecting to set boundaries are dealing with clients who don't pay you on time. So your invoice is due. Now, within seven business days, for most things, depending on the type of business you're in, sometimes up to 30 days is reasonable. If you have clients who are repeat offenders for not paying, but they're still requesting work like it's all good, you have given them permission to do that. You allowed that. So what boundary do you need to set? What are your guidelines for how you will continue to work with people? And how are you willing to outline those up front? And I think it doesn't matter who you are. I truly believe this. There is at least one personal boundary you know you need to implement immediately. And there's at least one professional boundary you know you need to implement immediately. As you have heard me talking for the last few minutes, you were like, yes, I need to do that. So I'm going to share with you one of the ways I've been able to tackle putting boundaries in place for myself. But before I do that, I have to also acknowledge the fact, similar to with the financial abuse, where many of you were able to raise your hand and say, you know what? I think I'm actually on the negative side of this. I actually am the abuser or the person. If we are honest, how many of us have actually been the ones to dishonor other people's boundaries in our relationships, both personally and professionally? How many of us are actually the ones who are dishonoring other people's boundaries and blowing it off like it's no big deal? How does it feel to know that you may be the inconsiderate one, that you are the mean one, you are the one being rude or vulgar or raising your voice unnecessarily, you are the one not returning money or borrowed items? What if it's you? I really do believe in the golden rule. We should treat people how we want to be treated. So as much as I want you to set personal and professional boundaries, I want to also, as the third kind of point here, remind you or make you aware of the fact that you may be the one who is not honoring other people's boundaries. And I really believe that we can't have an expectation of others that we don't hold for ourselves. Dishonoring spoken or unspoken boundaries in our relationships is unacceptable. And believe me, I don't think any of us are above it. I think many of us do it unconsciously, but I think that's the beauty of redefining wealth because if you are in this community, you have become with me super reflective. And even when we have some of these very difficult conversations and you see yourself on the not so great side of the behavior, you are mature enough to own it. And I applaud you for that because it takes courage and it takes a tremendous amount of self-awareness. And I do read your notes. I receive your DMs and I honor you for owning it and making a conscious effort to do better. And I couldn't allow myself to share this whole idea of boundaries being necessary without reminding you that you might be the one who is really dishonoring other people as well. We don't do it intentionally. Many of us don't. But I'm going to also ask you to look at your behavior over the last several weeks and just think about where you have broken someone else's boundary and how you might need to go make amends for that. 
Now, the fourth and final thing that I wanted to share for this episode is, again, how I've been able to do it. And I am a big believer in writing scripts. I am not a believer in winging it. I know a lot of people wing a lot of things in their life. I believe that you practice how you want to play the game. And so if you know that there are boundaries that you need to put in place, I suggest you write it out first Practice that thing in the mirror and get comfortable having some uncomfortable conversations. And I think that the practice of it is what makes it more and more comfortable. I won't even say comfortable. It makes it more possible, even though it probably will remain uncomfortable. And here is the template. And I'm going to put this in the show notes. So when you look at the description for this episode, you will see this template and I invite you to take it, use it, tweak it, do what you need to do. Okay. It reads, I apologize for leading you to believe for the last few, insert amount of time, days, weeks, months, years, that XYZ behavior was acceptable to me. The truth is when you do XYZ action, it makes me feel this emotion. And feeling that way is just not acceptable to me anymore. Thank you so much for understanding. So let's practice. (laughs) I apologize for leading you to believe for the last several years that when you take things from me without asking, it's acceptable to me. The truth is when you take my stuff and I have to look all around and can't find it when I need it, it makes me feel anxious. It makes me angry. It wastes a lot of my time. And feeling that way is just not acceptable to me anymore. But I thank you so much for understanding. Now, depending on where that person is, where sis, cousin, coworker, whomever, wherever they are, either they will start a great dialogue and you can expound upon that more if you feel the need to, or they'll say something like someone I had to share this with in the past set, which is you're tripping. And they were for real. You're tripping. Um, I'm not tripping. If anything, I am more clear than I have been in a long time about what works for me based on who I am today. See, when you met me, I was 23 years old, but I've grown a lot since then. And that just doesn't work for me anymore. And I am committed to only living in the truth of what works for me. Now, if someone still doesn't understand that, that's on them. And then you can really figure out how you plan to move forward in that. But let me tell you, using this template and setting some boundaries with folks is life changing. Now, I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that everything is going to change overnight. I'm not saying that people may not make a decision to not speak to you for days, weeks or months, hopefully not longer than that. When I told my brother that it did not work for me, for him to raise his voice at me like I was his child. And this happens a lot when you have siblings that are a decade or more older, they think that they're your parent. So with my brother, he thinks that he's my father sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? When he was about 39 and I was like 30 is when we were really able to have this conversation. And I was like, we are both in our 30s. I was waiting to use that. (laughs) He wasn't happy. He thought I was being over the top. I was being dramatic. I mean, I'm sure he called me any number of things in his head. But at the end of the day, that hasn't been a recurring issue for us. And I am grateful that I had the wherewithal to take a stand for myself and set a boundary. And now we can have the relationship that we have. But it's not just a personal thing. I've had to use this professionally, some version of it. I've had to definitely talk to people about how we were going to work together. And then when it didn't pan out, 
then I was very comfortable with saying, you know what, then we're just not a fit for each other. And that's okay. Doesn't make you wrong. It doesn't make me right. It just means that we're not a fit and that's okay. But I am 1000% comfortable with setting boundaries that work for me because there's always a tie-in to how we build wealth. And the reality is that when people are not honoring our boundaries, it drains our energy on another level. The mental fatigue from talking to yourself about what you don't like, about what's going on, and then the drain you put on other people when you have to whine and complain about how so-and-so did this and this and that. Meanwhile, that person is like in their back of their head. They probably won't say it because they want to be there for you. So I'm going to say what they want to say. You allow it, though. What they want to say is, but you allow it. But this has been going on for months. This has been going on for years. You accept it. You allow it. And so for your friends and family who keep hearing this same sad song, I'm going to say to you, how long will you neglect setting personal boundaries? How long will you neglect setting professional boundaries? How long will you go without setting up your life to support you, whatever that looks like? And in addition, how long will you continue to dishonor other people's boundaries yet complain about your boundaries being dishonored? Because that doesn't work either. So again, I know this is a highly self-reflective episode. I always hope that all of the episodes are, but I know some of them hit a little closer to home than others. If you are a purpose chaser in the Patreon community, then let's talk about it. You guys are so vocal. It's so active. I appreciate you so much. The Patreon community is basically a place for the folks who really support the Redefining Wealth podcast and who have made contributions to help make sure that I can continue to do this podcast to the best of my ability with the best quality, best team supporting me and all that great stuff. And so for as little as $5 a month, these are the folks that are sewing into this ministry But we are also those that come together to create such a magnificent community of supporters from all over the world. We have some South African purpose chasers of folks in Japan, Canada, and every part of the U.S. And I am so thrilled that we continue to just really support each other through some of these difficult topics. The love in that space, in that sacred and safe space is amazing. So if you want to join us, check out IamAPurposeChaser.com. You are more than welcome. IamAPurposeChaser.com for little as $5 a month. You can come in that space and engage with us. I truly, truly love it there. And share with me in social media. Let's just have a conversation about boundaries and the necessities of them. If you have found ways to set boundaries up and whether you've had a challenge with it initially or you have a success story with it, come and share with us. My main thing is that we continue to grow together in this space. So as you know, I always am aiming to make sure that we can grow together, but that we can also live our life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.